0: Alright everyone, welcome to episode of Bottled Up on Wiley Radio. Here we've got actually our first returning guest, uh, one of actually, well, the most listened to episode of Bottled Up with well over 750 plays compared to an average of around 40 to 50. Go ahead and introduce yourself, your special
1: guest. Hey, uh, I'm uh, Stephen uh, you know, driver of the 51 All-American Concrete uh, with Jeff, Jet Motorsports.
0: So, last time you were on, it was not under the happiest of circumstances. So, for anyone that, that doesn't remember, it was right after the Snowball Derby, and it was, it was for some interesting reasons, I, I, I guess is the easiest way to put it. So, what has anything else come of, of the incident in the past couple weeks with um, Brad or anything else there, anybody else on that pit crew?
1: No, no, I, uh, I never heard anything back from any of those guys and, you know, I didn't really expect to, uh, you know, it's all kind of just gone behind me now and, uh, you know, I'm just trying to focus on, uh, what's next. And, you know, we got, uh, the watermelon, uh, speed fest race next weekend. So, uh, we've just been trying to get the car back ready for that. You know, we're racing the same car we raced at the, uh, the snowball. So, uh, we got that all done up and, and back in the shop. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just trying to gear up for the next one.
0: Right. And so have you raced anything since then in that car or, or at all?
1: No, no, not at all. No, we've been, you know, just working on getting it fixed. And, you know, I have, uh, you know, other obligations as well, you know, as far as working, you know, for the family business. And, you know, I've just been really busy with that. Uh, you know, they've been able to get a lot of work done here recently. So, uh, you know, I'm obviously missing, uh, racing. Um, and I'm ready to get back in the seat. Uh, and I just, you know, I hope speed Fest ends up a little bit better. And, you know, I know there's gonna be a lot of good competition and, you know, our stuff's been pretty on point lately. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: I've got to ask now who, who's your pit crew for this upcoming race?
1: Well, we don't, uh, it won't be a live pit stop race like the, Uh. like the Derby, you know, we don't, we don't run those very often. I think the Derby is really actually the only, the only live pit stop race, uh, left. So, uh, you know, I, I don't have to worry about, you know, any, uh, any slouches, <laughs>
0: <laughs> any, any other incidents like that again, but
1: that's right. Yeah. It
0: it seems like it ended up working in your favor because I remember the initial reporting, especially from Matt Weaver, uh, there was, there's was all we heard was there's an incident on pit road and then everyone You sort of saw the name Stephen Nassie and went, oh, that's the story. And then it was revealed like 12 hours later, oh, wait, those guys just didn't put a tire on the car twice. So I imagine some good has come of it, whether it's more popularity. It seemed like a lot of people really jumped uh, after really after the last podcast played, jumped trying to find out more information on the story. So what what could come of it really? what good came I, of it really i should say
1: yeah i think that uh you know i got a lot of uh you know publicity from it of course you know that always kind of happens when i get on the racetrack i seem to get a lot of attention uh you know good and bad you know of course there's always the haters uh i just try not to read too far into them you know i do you know catch myself responding you know sometimes when i feel like something's just really ignorant or you know just they really don't know what they're talking about. And I just, you know, really like to inform people. And, you know, a lot of the time when I will, you know, respond to somebody, they will just be all buddy buddy with me after like they never thought I would, you know, read it or or respond. So I think that's really funny, but on the bright side, you know, I've gotten a lot of, uh, good support as far as, you know, uh, you know, juniors, uh, guys, you know, they reached out to me for, you know, getting a pit crew set up for next season, uh, or well for this season for the Derby. Um, so I'm really confident, you know, going into the Derby as far as I'm going to have the best of the best. And, uh, you know, I've had tons and tons of tons of messages, you know, from car chiefs and NASCAR and, and, and just drivers and, and everything. Just, uh, you know, really saying that they uh, they respect me, you know, and, and that they, you know, I do the things that they, they wish they could do sometimes. And, you know, it's like a breath of fresh air. So, you know, I love putting on a show and, uh, you know, I like the good and the bad publicity. It really doesn't bother me either way. But, uh you know, I'm just really trying to focus on getting some wins. You know, we really uh, had a strong second half of the season. Really all season, we were really strong everywhere we went. Um, but coming up these next tracks, you know, Watermelon, and then we've got uh, the Rattler and uh, Nashville again. So these are really three strong racetracks for me. So I- I'm looking forward to getting out there and hopefully chasing some more trophies, uh, you know, because I- that's all I'm really looking for is wins.
0: I can imagine so, and that seems to be – really the mentality of every driver just comes down to who can really finish at the, well, man, I really can't talk to it. Who can seal the deal and really get it done and get the wins in. And it seems like you have plenty of times before. So I guess it's fair to say, safe to say we can expect more Steven Nassi wins in the next season.
1: I would definitely hope so. You know, uh, the jet team has brought me a uh, very strong race cars to every race that we've been to. And, uh, you know, since we got the Seneca car, uh, you know, we struggled with it just a little bit the first couple races, but I mean, I really truly believe, uh, you know, in that, in the Derby, uh, this past year, I was, I was the best Seneca car, uh, in that field. Um, and that was really, you know, uplifting to me, you know, made me happy because we haven't had that car for very long. And then to really make a game like that, you know, I come from 32nd and, I was right there behind Bubba, and I was really just biding my time, waiting to get by him, kind of like I snuck by everybody else. So I'm really looking forward to these next races, and, you know, the center stuff is really, I feel like, going to help me at the flatter tracks where I've kind of struggled in the past. You know, they kind of give me a little bit more grip. Um, And then, you know, for the the bigger bank stuff, the faster tracks, you know, we're going to stay with our Fury stuff. They've always been pretty strong, and we haven't really had any problems. But uh, I'm just I'm looking forward to what the season holds.
0: Right, and you mentioned Fury just a second ago. Those race cars, they've been doing a lot. It seems like they're really trying to explode into motorsports now. So is there any plans in the future to do more with Fury? Uh, I know they're running x and all that. I don't think they've announced a driver or anything yet. So are there any plans to move forward with them or just continue running with uh, what you have?
1: Uh, you know, I have a great relationship with Fury. You know, I've had their cars for Man, I would say two, maybe three years now. Um, really, since they first come out, you know, I had chassis number twenty-seven uh, off the line. Um, so I've had a good relationship with them, and you know, Jeff Foltz—he's an awesome guy—and and everybody over at the shop—they're really good and they know what they're doing. They build nice quality stuff. And like I said, at the bigger fast tracks where you need speed um, and not really worried about so much of the grip side, uh, the the cars are awesome. Um, but when you need when they, like we went to Berlin, you know, and and just Everyone around there, that's like a Seneca car track, you know, and then the Seneca just for some reason just has a little bit more grip, you know, nothing against, uh, you know, what Fury does. They're, they're a top tier company, you know, definitely produce a lot of the nicest stuff as far as, you know, uh, just parts and everything just to assemble the race car. It makes it so easy for you to do, you know, and all the notes and setups that they really provide for you. And they really give, you know, the, the like you know you go buy a car from they'll they'll help you out so that's awesome from them and you know terry Seneker, i've only had his car for you know six months now and uh he's been open to helping me uh like i said i struggled with it the first couple times but uh you know i think we've made gains on it and uh i i'm not gonna i my my relationship with fury is what it's going to be and honest my relationship with Seneker is what it's going to be you know the the like the drivers and stuff to drive for them, that's just, you know, money that comes in. Those guys help me, you know, they know I'm really in this for the long run. And, you know, they give me all the help that I can need, but I'm never gonna go, you know, run for like Fury or or, you know, run like, you know, Seneca House car or something like that. Unless, you know, obviously I'm getting paid to do it, but you would never see me take my money like that. I'd just buy the car and, you know, do the work.
0: Right. And that seems to be the common thread is why, you know so few rides are ones where you get paid to run it it's just easier to buy your own and run whatever series you want because i think you mentioned last time the competition in the series you're running the late models and everything you know all american series and all that that's where the competition is because those are the guys that are building their own stuff and they're going out and racing with everything they have because they don't have like a you know however you paint it at the end of the season the top tier cup drivers xfinity drivers and all that those are the guys that they get a paycheck every week, regardless of the outcome. If they finish first or 40th, they get paid. And the the difference in the smaller series is the, you know, first place you win money last place, you lose a lot of money. And so you're racing with everything you've got there. And that's really what drives it apart. So I guess in your, even like
1: nowadays, you know, I mean, nobody makes money racing, you know, even like the money, you know, Bubba Pollard, you know, that he's, he's come across lately. He's won a lot of, of big, big money races, but don't, you know, take him out of the, what he's put into it, you know, And, and I'll never get back what I, you know, and me and my family have put into, put into racing. It's just, you know, everybody that does racing, I think, you know, people need to understand, we do it for the love of, of really racing. Um, you know, there's no money we don't, and it's, it stinks, you know, back in the day, you know, they had big purses for these races, regular shows, you know, we're paying big money and everything and just racing has died so much lately. You know, we're going out there racing to win five grand and easily spending that, you know, all day long to get there and, you know, pay people to work on the cars throughout the week. And, you know, nobody, very few people these days, especially running up front and traveling series are actually the only ones staying, you know, doing all the work on the cars, you know, people, everybody's paying people you know crew to come in you know and and work for them so it, it's it's not cheap and it does stink because you know we really don't ever you know even if i would to went on one snowball you know 20 25 grand whatever that paid i mean yeah that would have been cool right in the moment you know my bank account would have looked better right then but in all reality i'm still in the hole big time
0: right and even after it all, the money you bring in probably just goes right back into the team because now you can make the team better and do more racing and race better and win more and then put more money into the team. And it's it's that cycle. But it seems like, I mean, I can't speak from a driver's perspective. As much as I would love to be behind the wheel, that's kind of what's stopping me is just the money of putting it all in. And as a college student – I don't have much spare change for Jimmy John's let alone a race car. So
1: right. And I mean I there's so many, you know, uh, good race car drivers out there just naturals, you know, and it's just really the select few that get put in the position, you know, to be able to afford it, they get the, you know, chance. You know, it's not like everybody that's, you know, could be a great race car driver is doing it, you know. There's just so many people that, you know, might not even think about it but they probably could be a good you know good race car driver but you know we just you know we're out here wanting to do it and like i said a few of us have been put in position with really all of us you know nobody in the field is really getting paid to drive anymore you know there might be a couple um but i mean we're all just at it for the fun and then the life of of racing you know i grew up around racing my grandparents were around racing my my mom and dad met at a racetrack. you know i grew up playing at racetracks every single weekend, you know, watching family race and everything. So uh, it's just in my blood. And, you know, no matter if I'm making money or not, I'll still continue to do it uh, just because I love to.
0: Right. And <clears throat> the love of it is, is what drives it. And that's, I guess that's true of anything, really. If if you're not passionate about it, then you're not going to want to, you're not going to want to do it and want to put everything you've got into it. Right. Because, I mean, i I imagine at the end of the day you don't regret a single dollar that you put into the race team because you still get to go out there and race. And even if it does put you down, you know, money-wise, just the fact that you get to go out and race and do what you love is well worth every penny.
1: Right. And I, you know, I've, uh, I feel like I've proved it, you know, I, you know, people that may not follow me completely, you know, I'm not the best at, you know, letting people know all the time when I'm racing, but if anybody calls me with any kind of ride, you know, I'm the first to jump on it, whether it's, you know street stock late model dirt car you know and it's whether it's the nicest car at the track or whether it's honestly one of the worst you know i've come out to the racetrack and somebody called me and said they had somebody want me to drive their car i show up in the dang car barely could get around the racetrack but guess what i went out there and drove it just i like driving race cars and that's just that's that's it so right. it's definitely a love for it and that's for sure
0: yeah and i know i know the way you feel there where uh I I did. I worked actually one race with a street stock team up at Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I'm planning on working with these guys all of next season. And maybe I'll get to drive. Like, who knows? But seriously, like, those cars and the guy, you know, the owner will tell you flat out, they're not race-winning cars. They're middle of the pack, maybe a little further if you're really good. But they're just crate motors that we drop in. and, And I said, like, so... Uh, you know, I I'm I was getting a buddy of mine a ride in that car because he could afford it, I couldn't, and mm-hmm. I said I said to him, you know, we're doing it because we love racing, but that can't be the reason for everyone that comes here for it, and uh, you know, so so why do people do it? Then he goes, no, people people really just love it. I mean, it's a lot of fun, and with this, you know, you rent the car for the weekend, basically you pay the guy, you show up. You can fit in the seat at some point, you know, a couple of weeks before. But they show up at the track, and you race. And that's it. And people get to just do this racing thing without having to buy all the equipment and everything else. But seriously, people will put the money in and run probably one of the worst cars at the track. Well, I shouldn't say one of the worst. They're pretty good, but they're not race-winning cars, but just for the fun of it. And they know. Mm-hmm. They're told in advance and all that, and just... I guess it, that carries a lot up through the series where maybe they're not renting the race cars, but heck, if you came to me or I imagine to you and said, I've got the worst late model in the field at this racetrack tomorrow, you want to go drive it? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you'd say yes, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There too, and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to drive everything and I would go there and race it every single weekend, you know, like even I just talking. I'm at the racetrack right now, watching a buddy of mine. And you know, we were talking, and uh you know, uh, I also do want to be a winner. At, no matter, I did get into racing also because the love of racing, of course, but the thrill of winning. So I wouldn't stay in a class that, like, if you know, if I could if I had a choice, whether it was coming to the racetrack, like, you know, running kind of like I do now with asphalt and, you know, where the street stocks and sportsmen and all that were racing. And, you know, it was probably one of the worst sportsmen. Well, if I had the opportunity and I could pay for that, I could probably afford, you know, go-karts aren't very expensive. I could probably afford a nicer go cart that I actually have a chance to go win and something with. So, like I said, whether it's, I mean, bicycles, RC cars, man, I'm just, I'm racing anything. I do want to win. So, don't me wrong, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, I'll go drive any piece of junk any time and go finish last of the race and be happy, because I wouldn't. But, you know, I am open to drive, you know, anything, whether it's just go practice it, you know, to help a guy and, uh or it's, you know, to race it, you know, one time. But also, any true racer, they said they didn't want to win, would be lying. You know, I want to win, don't get me wrong, but I still will drive anything, yes.
0: Right, and... Yeah, I guess winning is is what it comes down to. I run a a race team here out of my dorm, and what's nice about that is it's not my money. It's just you know they give me a budget to work with. But yeah, I, I mean I understand like that that feeling of want wanting to win really, and it, you know it'd be fun to go out and ride the back of the pack. It's a thirty three cart field. There, it's a go kart with a motorcycle engine strapped on, pretty much, and. Yeah, it's fun. It'd be fun to go out and ride the back of the field. But yeah, you want to win because, you know, for an entire—we run one race a year with this. Everyone for the year next year remembers the guy who won it last year, and everyone's afraid of that guy. I couldn't tell you who—well, I could tell you who finished second place, but most teams, if you go to them, can't tell you who finished second, third, or fourth. And second place might be just as good. You know, they're half a second after 160 laps off, for example, but nobody remembers it. And so everybody wants that, that winning, or wants to win and needs to have that winning mentality, I guess is the way to put it. But I I suppose one question that's been on my mind uh, since we last talked and that was sort of brought up earlier is, like you said, you get a lot of media attention you're sort of an aggressor out there on the track what do you think the other drivers are thinking when they they look in the rear view and see you know your your car there steven nasi behind them what do you think is going through their minds whether it be good or bad
1: uh you know i'm sure there's a few that are like oh crap you know (laughs) and you know probably get a little nervous and i'm sure there's some that you know even maybe drive me a little bit harder maybe because you know at some race you know i might have ran them hard or something but uh you know what I want them to think is just, just give me respect and race, give me a line. And that's basically it, you know, and, and, you know, I'm sure some people might look up and say, Oh, this idiot, some people might look up and, you know, might want to be nice to me. And, you know, I definitely have a lot of people that wave me on by and uh, it it just, you know, there's going to be both sides of it all the time. Uh, And, you know, I don't mind either. Who?
0: I guess going off of that, then, who is it that when you look in your rearview mirror, you say, OK, I'll I'll let him by or I'll race them nicer. And who is it that you look at and say, oh, this guy, I'm going to
1: I'm not going to give him an inch. I actually, you know, never, never really look and see who I'm racing against. The only way that I judge off if I'm going to let somebody go, or if I'm going to race them or not is if, for one, if I feel like they're going to be a threat later on in the race, if I really feel like they're that good, I'm going to race them a little bit harder to try to let them wear their stuff out, trying to get around me, and then let them go, and hopefully they will come back to me. Um, but there's nobody that I'm going to look up and be like, oh, I'm just going to let this guy go because he's nice. Um, I'm going to let you go if you're a lot faster than me, you know, right then and there, because I know in the back of my head, well, I at least hope that you're gonna burn up your tires and that happens about ninety percent of the time. But uh, you know, I don't pay attention to no names and I drive everybody just about the same, you know, unless it's like obviously really late in the race or something like that. And me and somebody's had like, you know, a few uh a few, uh, run-ins throughout the race, then, you know, I might be kind of worried about who it was and i would probably drive them accordingly at that point. But, uh, you know, as far as throughout the race, you know, I just, I try to focus on what I need to do to be there at the end. Right.
0: And Hey, I won't take up too much of your time here. We're right at about 20 minutes. And I know you're a busy guy with a lot of things to do preparing for this next season and this race next week. So... First of all, good luck in this upcoming race and all the upcoming races. I'm sure we'll have you back on. You're you're welcome anytime on the show to come and talk about any races that pop up or anything that anything good or bad that happens. So feel free to take yeah. me up on that anytime.
1: I definitely appreciate you having me on, man. It's uh you know, I definitely enjoyed the first, first show and then and, and this one was just as good. It's always a, a pleasure uh talking to you and you know, hopefully the next time maybe we talk it'll be after a win.
0: Absolutely, I sure hope so. All right. Hey, have a good night. Thank you for being on Bottled Up.
1: All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good one.
0: You as well. So, everyone, that was Steven Nassi here on Bottled Up. It's uh, always interesting talking to him. He's a great, great racer. He's, he reminds me a lot of Ryan Newman and in the sense that it could be for 1st or it could be for 17th or it could be for 40th. He's going to race you hard. Because every position matters, and if he's in a race car, that car is going to be maximized. And I talk about it. I usually don't do these you know, bits and pieces after an interview. Usually it suggests the interview. But if you go and think about it, I've talked about it before where the drivers – I'm worried about this package for next year, this upcoming season for the Cup Series in NASCAR where it makes the cars easier to drive. And what I've said before is those drivers, if you talk to any of the drivers personally, they want to win, and they want to feel challenged. They want to know that they did everything they could to, out, to get everything out of that car that they just drove. And if you look at Steven Nassi, every car he drives, he's getting the most out of it. He will get every single tiny little bit that he can out of that car. And like you he said, he'll race anyone hard. He's not going to screw people over, he's not going to damage anyone else or ruin anyone else's night, but he'll race you hard, and that just reminds me of Ryan Newman, who, if you listen to any of the radioactive that Fox Sports puts together after NASCAR races, which I highly recommend, please, I'll sit, and I'll, you know, I might watch an hour, you know, let's say I watch four hours of YouTube a week, maybe that's a rough estimate you know, probably at least one of those four hours is just watching radio actors and just one to the next and the next and the next. Just whatever pops up. You know, It could be Kentucky 2015. It could be Homestead 2018. It, it really doesn't matter. So I highly recommend you go listen to those. They give such a good insight into what's going on during the race, and I love hearing the chatter uh, and everything else that's going on. But if you listen to those, Ryan Newman, they'll say, well, you're coming up on the 31 car and they know, well, I'm going to have to fight to pass him, or I'm just not going to pass him. He races hard, and he doesn't wreck people. He just races really hard. But, again, this has been Bottled Up on Wiley Radio. We had Steven Nassi on tonight. It was an absolute blast. Episodes are uploaded every Saturday night. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Bottled Up on Wiley Radio.